0: From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors, with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman.
1: And welcome in Big and Wild Outdoors, hour number two. In the studio, if you missed the first hour, of course you're probably not hearing that familiar voice—the one that's always asking yeah. some of those good questions, some of those agitating questions just to get Bill riled up. Uh, Braden Gunn is out of the studio this morning. He's out enjoying—I uh, don't know—did he go hunting, fishing, Disney, or whatever? He—he's he's actually just took some time off to spend I don't with know. his he family. Probably just that slept came in. in. Yeah, that's good, and uh, which is good. Everybody needs a break. Get out there and enjoy some time off. And I'm hoping he's enjoying his day. Uh, but during the break, top of the hour break, we did have a question about uh, ticket availability. And, of course, uh, right now there's still some available tickets. Uh, single ticket is $30. Couples are 50 So take a friend or your wife, girlfriend, whatever the case may be, your son, daughter, uh, save 10 bucks and enjoy a good evening. But, mm-hmm. yeah, right now singles 30 Couples are $50. And uh, there may be even still a sponsorship table left.
0: The sponsorships are $250, 600 and 1000
1: so for the $1,000 sponsorship, that's where the gun that's comes That's the table in, so. with the eight people and the whole nine yards. Just go in there. If you shave your head, get real bald and say, I'm Jonathan Swindle, where's my table? Not and just happening. get up and leave before it's over with, before he shows up. Not happening, sunshine. There's <laughs> only one of me. <laughs> yep. Thank God. Yeah. Well, there you go. But right. uh, again... Uh, <laughs> Braden guns out of studio, and of course, if you're out this morning, you got to get all the fishing. Whatever you're doing, outside activity, if you got nothing better to do but go by my place, I'll let you mow the grass. I need a snorkel <laughs> kit almost from my lawnmower. Can't get out there. Every time I get home, it's raining. I was about to say, you got pontoons on that thing already, don't Grass you? is growing pretty good, so yes, And uh, but yeah, if you're going to be out there, keep in mind 60% chance of rain today, everything starts kicking off with the weather moving in around 10, 11 o'clock this morning, uh, inland moving upwards along the coastline, but Bill, I know you went by G5 to drop off some Gator gear at, yeah. because uh, apparently somebody's been in there buying all your product and uh, between you and Jonathan at Arrowhead, your product's moving. That's good. Yeah.
2: Yes. So, but uh, yeah, I, I went in there last night and dropped off a few things and uh, I got a flyer for the uh Wait, 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 sale. wait, 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 wait. What?
3: You dropped off a few things? Yeah. You were able to find that in your, in your truck?
2: Yeah, I actually Amazing. had to work to put them in the truck. Amazing. There was more work to get them in than to get them out. Amazing. <laughs> but my wife went with me and I actually had to clear out a spot for her to sit down. Yeah, I, I nice. know.
3: I've been, I've been but, there a few times.
2: Yeah, but G5 has a, a sale that's starting out today and runs through September 22nd. And they have a flyer, and I was looking at the flyer, and there's there's a couple really interesting things in Is that the flyer. Gator
3: gear on sale? No. So you got you got Gator gear now at Jonathan's place and G five right?
2: Correct. And at both those places, you know, we've offered a very good price for it. But at both those places, we've managed to get it in there, and it's there at the same price as you would get it online. You you do not have to pay any more. And with Jonathan, if you're looking for the archery stuff along with your Gator gear, he has the archery stuff that goes with it. A little bit of the bow fishing stuff. I know I went in there the other day. You had some muzzy bolts for your for your stuff and that they they have some stuff in there. Nice. In addition to that, if you're if you go over to G five, they have uh, you know Power Pro line. I know there's a couple spools of big Power Pro line that you could put on your reels there also. Um, That's and they a just, must with your gator hunting. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It, and I also That's was looking go-to. in their flyer. And, and, um,
3: what's they call? have
2: a handheld like Q beam type, like spotlight, $29,
1: $29 for a 12 volt. Is that the Bill George handheld light? Because that seems to be what you use. I I, I don't know how uh, you do everything you do with that light in your hand. That's I mean, incredible. you're running a boat. That's probably why you hit the cooler. Yeah, That's, that may be. But
3: I was going to say you, another thing is a first aid kit <laughs> if, if you hunt them, nice with, uh, but, or, or electrical tape. But, but
2: uh, <laughs> they do have they do have a twelve volt, hundred and five watt Q beam style type like light, and those are actually harder to find. Everybody has gone to these battery operated lights, and when you're hunting alligators for hours on end, that high watt bulb just to, it'll chew up a battery yeah so to have something that's on a great big 12 volt battery is is a real plus so that was one of the
1: and things really though to have that that type of light in your boat is a good thing especially for navigational when you're traveling back to um it, it does pick up a lot better you can see the shoreline see those markers uh so having that in your boat or in your uh your your case is not a bad idea yeah to have those uh for many many years that's all we ever had to start with and then of course as you pointed out with the uh The LEDs, everything that's taking place with the batteries, now you've got the rechargeables that are out there. Uh, Lights have really, if you think about it, have come a long ways from picking up the old Rayvac 2D battery flashlight. And As a kid, you thought you had something, and you'd wear the batteries out. And you hold the ones
0: now that are about four inches long, and you turn them on, and they're about as bright as a spotlight used to be.
1: Correct. Can you even get a Rayvac replaceable bulb? (laughs) I'm sure you can at Ace Hardware. (laughs) you might that's for sure i, I, I guarantee Ace you a place, Ace hardware i mean you can, can still get and one. if they
3: don't have it they will order it for you yeah i mean
1: i still have an old flashlight like that had the battery where the slide button is you know it was sure. magnetic so the you can switch. hang it up on the refrigerator or whatever the case is um now that well, wouldn't do you any good everything's plastic
0: well we were talking about it the other day and i remember when i was in high school and stuff like that the, you weren't cool until you had the rechargeable mag light you know, bolted in the floor of your truck and that was you know, you were official then. Not where I grew up.
1: You still got one? Huh? You still got <laughs> nah, that? on the fly to me. Not where I grew up. Where Carlos <laughs>
2: grew up, there was you didn't have a car, you rode the bus. Yeah. If you saw
3: lights, you ran. Yeah. <laughs> you were running.
2: <laughs> hey boy. What? Ah! Five oh lay low, but, but They they do have uh, a couple other items over there that's real interesting. One thing's what Jonathan's wearing is the Garmin watches. Yes, they have those on sale as well. I well. thought
1: when it, when I seen him that's, talking no, about that, that a while ago. A,
2: no, that's a tracking device
3: his wife got for him. That's what I
1: was going to tell him. It's like a dog <laughs> collar. He's got a tracking device around his wrist so She knows ever has ever moved. But uh, I was looking at that and reading uh, a little bit of information. And, of course, what Jonathan was sharing because he has that. How versatile is that watch that you got, Jonathan?
0: I love it because I have a hunting app on here that tells me time, feeding times, uh, moon phases, the whole nine yards. I have a weather app on this. It's got an altimeter. I mean, you name it. And, oh, yeah, by the way, my phone, when it rings, it tells me I'm getting phone calls.
2: On the phone, on yep. your watch. So you yep. know who you're ignoring.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Can you text from there too? No, I can't do any of that. It just tells me who's calling me.
1: Well, but can you answer that on the call, phone? Caller ID. Too? Yes. Really? So you don't even need a cell phone? Nope. Well, he'll, it uses
2: the cell phone. It interfaces with the cell phone.
1: But tracks my steps, it, Let's tracks say you, you were everything.
2: alligator hunting, Glenn, and you wanted to put your cell phone into a dry box to keep it safe. You could turn around, still know if you were getting a telephone call
0: And if it was important enough to stop the boat and get out. Well, and like you were talking about, I was just about to say that with the hunting side of it too. I hit two buttons on here. And like we were talking about earlier, if you have a cove or you're out putting a deer stand up or something like that, I can go right to a spot that GPS marks waypoints. So all I have to do is just one button here, hit the button to
1: mark the waypoint, and we're good to go.
3: Man, you read the instructions on that thing.
1: Well, yeah. that's why I brought that Good camera because I figured if anybody in here would know between him and Bill George, I'd be educated and I'd be <laughs> the pro at this here, able to set it all up. But again, that is G5 Feeding Outdoors, uh, a great a great little flyer that they have here for the, uh, the big sale. And, of course, uh, I kind of like that watch. I mean, it's kind of like it, it's got your GPS in there so that when you're walking, uh, if you're hunting in a new area, you can kind of get your waypoint set in it and – find your way back safe
0: well you have this basically like it was described to me you go from the handheld gps to a handheld gps you put on your wrist that tells you the time and everything else so, i mean yeah
1: well there's several hikers that could be used in this past week that got lost some are still lost but we yes, are big wild outdoors brought to you by g5 feed and Outdoors, Brandon Ford, and we'll be right back Yeah, you can take notes on the other end of that paper. It's big and blank <laughs> just for you to note. Give me a pen. I got something I need to draw on there real quick. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And yeah, welcome back. This is Big and Wild Outdoors. I tell you, it's been uh, – I can't believe the first hour already gone. Don't give him that pen, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> no, you will okay, not get right. it back. All right. I'm putting it back in my pocket. Yeah, put it back in your pocket. Really? But uh, one of the things we did talk about earlier was that we we're going to have a couple calls, especially one of the be- one of the places that uh, whenever I do a-, a search online for some lodging, some uh, special opportunities, places to go hunting. I see this Osceola Outdoors. And, of course, I know you, Carlos, you've been down there before, but I've never been to this facility. Uh, so maybe you can take us down there one day because I know you know this guy.
3: Well, everybody knows Mike Tussie, man. That's uh, Anybody that hunts turkeys knows Mike
1: Tussie. What are you so. trying to say? Y'all talk a lot of turkey? No, nah,
3: man. He's just one of the premier places in the state of Florida to go um, go bag in Osceola.
1: Wow. Well, good morning, Mr. Tussie. How
4: are you today? Good morning, guys. How are y'all doing? Hey, all right. what's going on, Mike? Oh, not much. Just oh, getting ready. I got a big hunt coming in uh, tomorrow, so getting ready for that. Uh, actually, can't wait till turkey season gets here. Like y'all say, I love turkey hunting.
1: Now, I was thinking that you was going to tell us that you went out this morning and it's all done. Meat's wrapped. Everything's iced down and we're ready just to have a grill fired off.
4: well by the end of the day we could probably do that
3: (laughs) either that or it just goes to the freezer yeah there you
4: go (laughs) yeah there's still turkey in the freezer from last year well you gotta get that done
0: what I mean you gotta save some for you know special occasions man well
1: let me say this I've been uh, on several turkey hunts I've been fortunate enough to take a couple but then at the end of the day whenever everything's done I've never really ate any wild turkey meat, so it's always, well, you can have that. Okay, you just,
4: yeah. You oh, you're, you're missing out, man. You're uh, definitely well, missing out.
1: this past year, uh, up on a hunt, one of the guys was able to get take a turkey, and then he fried it up that evening for yeah. dinner, and oh, my goodness. The guy that we were on the property on the farm, he was like me. He's never ate wild turkey, and uh, he says, he's in his 70s, and he says, fellers. If I'd have known they tasted this good, I'd. Have, they probably wouldn't be any left on the farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't
4: know. No, it's good. It's it's great. You know, you take it and you fry it. And, uh, one little secret a buddy told me was, was you take it and you let it marinate in in dill pickle juice and. The rumor was was that's the way Chick Fil A always fixes their chicken, and it's awesome. Like that, you take it and you hmm. just let it soak hmm. in pickle juice overnight, and then you put you know all your seasoning on it for frying, and it's it's great. My, my so now the was recipe, dressing.
1: The secret recipe's out. Yeah. <laughs> you have
0: to try that.
1: <laughs> I've not heard that, but ours
0: um, ours was a was, uh, Italian dressing with uh, the Zatarans lemon pepper batter. Well, I can oh, that's see. Too. Yeah, I, 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 I can
1: I. see that, but now it's, I'm kind of curious of. Uh, the dill pickle juice. Let your uh, chicken now. I'm going to start frying chicken. In I don't.
3: I don't know, but some of the best chicken I ever, um, not chicken, but turkey uh, that I ever had Thunder was. Thunder
1: chicken.
3: No, it was in Mexico at. Um, and Mike knows he's good friends with Manuel Enriquez at El Jalacong. They made they made some over there uh, for two meals for us, and it was probably some of the best turkey I've ever had.
4: No. Yeah, Manuel's a great guy. The food down there is unbelievable. Uh, it, it, if anybody's listening, they want to go to Mexico for a hunt, El Hocon with Manuel and I've been there like four years in a row, and it's just it's an awesome place. That place is loaded with Gould's turkeys. The lodging is phenomenal. The food's phenomenal. They have a staff there that waits on your hand in front. Yep, that's and true. It's, it's just a great, great place.
3: And all the margaritas you can drink. The thing over there was Uno Mas.
1: Well, they were serving you just yard chicken then. You didn't even know what you was eating.
3: No, no. I speak Spanish, man. So I went to the (laughs) kitchen staff. I spoke to everybody. I told them what I wanted. And I'll be honest with you. You know, we have Mexican food here in the States, obviously. But over there, it's authentic Mexican food. The best you're ever going to have. Just because
1: you went south of the border, it makes it authentic?
3: Yeah, and I was able to get back in. So I was happy. (laughs) No, you know what they call it down there? Hey,
1: you know what they call it down there? What?
3: Food. Yeah. Comida, comida.
1: Well, Mike, I tell you, if I do a turkey hunt, looking at your page, I just pulled up your website, and I I tell you, man, what a nice-looking airboat that you have. Are, you, are we turkey hunting off the airboat? We can use that yeah, for a, a, a ground blind.
3: If you pay, you can. You
4: know. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, always no, about it's, the uh, dollar. We use that to go on so. yeah. uh, We gator hunt and duck hunt off that airboat, and it's... Uh, that's a nice one. I got that from Diamondback, and they uh, built a great airboat there.
0: Now, Mike, what all? Uh, looking at the page, what all do you guys offer?
4: Uh, we do turkey hunts, of course, and we do those only in the spring. Um, so, turkey hunts, and then we're using we're doing hog hunting year round. Gator hunting. The only month that we cannot gator hunt is uh, January. We get private land tags. Uh, we've got over twenty thousand acres that we gator hunt on. Plenty of gators. Um, so if somebody didn't draw a tag and they wanted to gator hunt, we've got tags for, for private land, private land. We can hunt daytime. You can gun, gun, bow, however you want to, you know, shoot them on private land. Um, and, uh, you know, the duck hunting when duck season comes around.
1: Well, that's my question I have, cause I, we got a couple of listeners that are, uh, avid duck hunters and they, and one of their premier places is Lake Okeechobee, um, but I'm reading your thing. It's a fast action. So do you? You must go where uh, where Doug doesn't go. Cause <laughs> I went with him one time, and it was it was pretty intense. A lot of birds. It was a great time. But it seems like over the last couple of years, is the birds just not migrating enough? Or is it, what what seems to be the? If you're having you know, birds, what are we it's doing wrong?
4: Well, no, it's gotten tough the last couple of years. I mean, we're putting probably more hours than you know the average hunter in in doing scouting when we're hunting. You know. Five six days a week with hunters, and we're really having to scout. We'll you know put hunters out, and then we're moving around on that airboat and covering a lot of ground and putting a lot of gas in the tank. Uh, you know, the big thing down here is really scouting. I mean, and, and people I think scout are wrong. I mean, you get to a spot and you see ducks, back off of it. Get the you know get the binoculars out and sit and watch, see where they want to be. You know, and it's, it's like any other game species. There's food there. There's a reason they're going to a spot. It's either food or they're resting in those spots. And, that, you know, that's what we're thinking of when we're scouting. We just cover a lot of ground to find those spots, and we stop and We'll pull the binoculars out, and we'll sit for 30 minutes and watch and see how those ducks come in. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of that. But like you said, the lake, I think it's suffered the last couple of years. And I think it's a lot. The food is the source that, you know, that brings the, the ducks here but we FWC and all the spraying they're doing, they're killing all the hydrilla because they say it's an invasive species. And that's the number one food for the ducks on the lake. And uh, it's hard to find any hydrilla on the lake anymore.
1: Well, between that and everything that you've been reading, and I've been reading about the, the algae and the, the lake itself. I mean, uh, everything I read and what I'm seeing, it's almost like you would just think there'd be no life at all left in that
4: lake, uh, with all the oh, stories. Yes, man, it, it's, yeah, now you go out there, there's no sign, uh, you know, on Lake Okeechobee, there's no fish kill. Bass fishing's still great. You know, you go out there and you'll still see, you know, 100 boats out there fishing in a day. You're not going to see, you know, any dead fish floating any place. Right. The water's fairly clear right now. Um Manatees, you know, come back in on the boat ramp the other day, and there's two manatees right there as you come back into Harney Pond. Well, oh, they're just so, trying to I mean, escape
1: the red tide. They're <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> Can't we, are, are
2: you saying the news doesn't really accurately portray what's going on down there?
4: I don't think so. I mean, I, I think that you know, if if you look at the red tide, the red tide's always been around. It's a source of bacteria that's that's in just about any body any body of water. And I think what's adding to the red tide and the situation with us with the algae coming out it is high phosphorus. The lake is, you know, contains a lot of high phosphorus. So, you know, once that flows out the Clusahatchee and out the, you know, the East Coast, that's adding to the problem a little bit. But, uh, you know, I went to a meeting the other day and they're, they're, who oh, was uh, Let's see, it was, uh, Corps of Engineers, FWC. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, of these people there, and they're talking about trying to clean the water up. They're wanting to put in more reservoirs north of the lake, uh, so it—they're doing their best to control it. But I think the lake really needs to flow south again, well, like it used to. Why would we put the, that going back? Why would
2: we put the reservoirs in north of the lake if they keep wanting to it say it's big, big sugar?
4: And that's <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because. <laughs> you know, yeah.
2: w- We've talked about it yeah. before. It's coming down that Kazemi River. This
0: is a subject that's been, uh, how you say, beat the dead horse, where well, the horse has been beaten, buried, dug back up, and buried again. <laughs> yeah, so,
3: we we even have a friend we call Big Sugar, which no, is pretty funny. It's Big Sugar. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I like sugar.
0: Big Sugar. Yeah.
4: You know, but, I, I can't put all the blame on Big Sugar at all. Big Sugar, for this area over here, if it wasn't for, you know – U.S. Sugar and the other sugar companies around this area, I mean, this, the area would be dead. I mean, it, it's true. not them. It's it's contaminants coming down the river. It's everybody's septic tank flowing in, you know, and flowing south from up that way. I mean, it's yeah. all the chemicals that people are spraying on yards. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, you think about how many years ago they dug out the Kissimmee River, and look at the phosphate beds that were there mm-hmm. in the Kissimmee River that they took out. The, the water's flowing right over top of those phosphate beds. That's why the lake has so much phosphorus in it, you know? Yep. So it's it's a lot of things that contribute to the problem, but, you know, you can't put the blame, I don't think, on big sugar for all of a- it. And yeah. I, and I we agree don't. with that. I that's agree. kind of one of those. Yeah. Uh, but that's what everybody
1: just wants to put it on. And uh, But you you hit it right. I mean, everything that's uh, upstream is going to make its way down, and it's, uh, it's a contributing factor of multiple uh, situations. But – I tell you the duck hunting uh the the times that I've gotten to go and uh, I really enjoy it it is an intense moment for uh, a novice person like myself to get there because you don't want to make any mistakes uh because of the the consequences that usually follow th- through and and uh but if somebody's looking for an opportunity to go on a duck hunt that's never done it before or has done it at least once or twice I, I'm thinking that they need to make contact with you uh when is that uh, yeah, what do they need to do y'all book up pretty pretty early or is it Uh, Yeah,
4: I've got a lot of dates uh, booked right now, but, uh, you know, give me a shout. Text me or email me there at mike at com, and uh, we'll pitch you in someplace. You know, I've got uh, usually two boats that will go out a day. I've got the airboat. We take the airboat out. We're usually hunting the shallower water back, uh, you know, in the marsh area. And we'll wade there. The water's usually only knee deep, thigh deep, and we'll get back there where not too many people can get unless they have an airboat to get back that way. Um, we use our duck boat. I've got an 18 foot prodigy that I can put four people in, and you know we can bang away on oh. some of the ducks that are in deeper water.
0: How, Mike? So uh, two different ways.
4: One one question
0: I always love to ask guys that do Osceola hunts, um, and we do a little bit of outfitting out of our shop. How booked are you? Or what? What do you think the first opening you have for Osceola hunts oh, he's is? He's booked,
4: man. I asked already. <laughs> I've got like three, three, five openings, I believe. What I have, and that is like the last last week of March, first week of April of two thousand and twenty-five. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, have nah. yeah. already booked. For, I've got hunts booked already for twenty twenty, but I mean two thousand nineteen spring is just about booked up.
1: Yep. And see. But, you know, uh, Carlos was trying to throw you off there yeah he's already
4: booked don't even ask him jonathan
1: no 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 i got a friend
3: in new york that wants to he's he's got to take his um for uh the don't World stop Slam. bringing up your imaginary
0: friends in new york that have people third cousin twice removed that they need to take hunting. no no, don't don't be like jesus that, man. Pete's, man
1: well <laughs> carlos was also telling us that you got a good friend of yours in that's uh tom rickwalder from dnra the, the the american rifleman and uh, american hunter uh is what yeah, do you got planned for uh, him today
4: well, his uh, his plane got delayed. He's not. I just talked to him a little while ago, so he's not going to make it here probably till about one or two o'clock. Nice. But uh, we got we got to get some things prepared. We actually have Hall of Fame football player uh, Brian Urlacher coming in. He's coming in tomorrow and bringing a group, so we'll have uh, we'll have a good time with Brian. Tom's come down with him before. And do some photo shoots for Leopold and, and some other companies and things. So One of my uh, favorite linebackers of we'll all have time. Good time with those guys. Well, well, you know what's the had, best he
3: part? Had, he had the other guy there, too, um, from New England. Right? Don't be.
1: You don't want to throw that out there. But I tell you what's really nice well, about hunting with guys man. like that. Uh, they're usually in a lot better shape. Well, most. They ain't usually. They're in a lot better shape than I am. So when you get to hunt with them, they usually just grab whatever and pick it up like it's just a, like it's a happy meal. And just carrying it off oh, yeah. for you. You not know gotta do nothing but just say, Follow me, I'll show you where we gotta go. <laughs> that sounds oh, like us in nutshell.
4: So, we got one picture of Brian who threw like a nine foot gator over his shoulder like it was nothing. Yeah. And and he's a big boy, it makes the gator look little. Yeah, yeah. when you wow. and
1: you got that nine footer I was dragging in the boat the other night thinking, Oh my god Whew, trying to pull what? that thing in and that guy just makes it look so easy. But what? I,
2: how's your how's your gator hunting going with the high water we've been having?
4: Uh it's been fine. Yeah. We've been doing all on the private lands. I haven't done any I didn't draw any tags this year for the lake, so I didn't any uh lake tags, so we've just been doing private land hunts and, and they're fine.
1: And I like he says with us. Bill, when you got an airboat, a diamond back like that, high water doesn't mean anything, just gets you further in.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well I I turned around. I was looking <laughs> He's like yeah, okay, yeah, I'm not I, I was there. looking at those uh to uh like are those power poles or what are they on the back of it
4: yeah i got two power poles on the back it's got a uh it's got a 6.2 liter water thunder motor on the back of it it's about 600 horsepower and uh I don't have to put the trailer in the water to uh, load it up. just you, know, Listen, man, this, you see some
3: of that. Listen, this ain't no rinky-dink operation, you know, like Bubba's, you know, guiding service or What are you something. trying to tell you,
2: Carlos?
1: I thought uh,
3: you liked me.
2: I've been, I've been <laughs> I on a airboats, but uh, that one, I, I don't get on very many that have brakes,
1: you know? <laughs> brakes. Usually, that's what happens. Something and, broke. And you need them. Well, Mike, thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to give us a call this morning and share a, a, what a beautiful facility you have. And uh, I tell you, it is, if someone's listening and looking for an opportunity to experience some true Florida wildlife and Florida scenery, that is a place to go. And I, I see that you do uh, uh, tours as well just to look at what's out there in our nature. Uh, Man, I tell you, we need to get down there and take a look at this place. Carlos uh,
4: tells us. Yeah, you guys come down. Come down anytime, and we'll work it out, and we'll get on the airboat, go out, and take a look at Okeechobee. Show you how it's uh, Okeechobee's not dead. It's alive, man, and it's uh, it's doing well. And there's plenty of wildlife around the area. So uh, it's an awesome place down here.
3: I know a lot of people that know Mike, and they all talk um, really well about him. You know, Will Sullivan and, and few, a few other people from well, MWTF. Look
4: at the
1: reviews, man. You well, can't make a living nah, doing what he does. He's got, he got a lot one.
3: of high-profile yeah. celebrities that, that go to his place. So, you know, that tells you right there, you know, how how, how well of an operation he runs. And I'll tell you. Some of the best duck hunting I did in the state of Florida was in Okeechobee. The only time I didn't see another duck hunting boat. I did see a few people fishing, but no duck hunters. And we we absolutely wore them out. You got three? Yeah.
1: No, six and six. Six and six. All right. Well, Mr. Mike, thank you again for calling us. And uh, anytime, man, call us up if you got something good you'd like to share.
3: Yeah, Mike, what's your phone number again and your website?
4: Uh, The website is OsceolaOutdoors.com. Phone number is 239-253-5876. Or just shoot me an email at Mike at OsceolaOutdoors.com.
3: All right, and we'll probably put a link on the Facebook page so people can go right to it if they didn't get to write it down.
4: Great man! You'll Appreciate be getting a call. And from I'll share some. I'll share some pictures of uh, the elk hunt this weekend. Sweet. All right. Nice. You'll get
1: some calls from Europe now because our podcasts are uh, downloaded a mess of them over there. So you just never know what to expect now, Mike.
4: Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I've had people from Europe before. I had the uh, one of the owners of the Real Madrid uh, soccer team come and, and kill a gator. He killed about a twelve foot six alligator with me one day. Wow, pretty good guy. Sweet. Sweet.
1: You were saving that
4: one for a special occasion. Yeah,
1: we need that picture.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right, Mr. Tussie, you have a good day, man.
1: All right, Mike. Thanks. We are Big and Wild Outdoors. Man, we kind of went long, but that was a good conversation. We're Big and Wild, brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors. Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Oh, my God. And welcome back, Big and Wild Outdoors. Tell you what. Jonathan's finally broke it out of the bag. But before we get into that, we got someone on the on the line here that wants to probably ask Bill George a question. Eddie! Oh, why? What's up,
0: bro? <laughs> hey. Who's that? Don't. Don't. You don't be mean to Eddie.
3: Who's this? Eddie Ettridge? Ed- Ed, Eddie. Yeah, yeah. That's my hey, only. F- Mr. That's, what's up, man? That's my <laughs> only <laughs> fan right there. What's fan? up?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'd known all that, I probably would have waited.
5: I was going to hey, send you a Shrek shout today, out.
3: Man. We're Mr. Shrek.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Missing Shrek.
0: Uh, We're missing. Yeah. We are missing him, Eddie, but you realize it's a little quieter. Yeah. Well, you realize it's a little bit quieter without him in here. Yeah. We could all talk.
5: You got to get a lot of words then. (laughs) Uh,
0: He knows, man.
3: He
5: knows.
1: (laughs) Well, it's good today.
5: up, Up there in Georgia, we have two and ten like that other fella was talking about. But, uh, our our club that I'm in, our hunting camp that I'm in, all we do is take two and two. I think that's
1: plenty. Yeah. And you know what? There's a lot of people that that that'll share that same uh, sentiment about that. Me personally, um, if I get four deer, I got a lot of meat. I got a lot, and I've but I and I have to share that. So to say that uh, somebody can go out and take ten and two that that's that says a lot. Yep. And uh, and oh, yeah. at that point, you really there's. You really have to start giving away. I'm sure there's a few exceptions to that. That somebody really goes through that much deep. That may be the only meat they eat year round. Uh, But for me and my family, uh, it's only fifty percent. The ladies in your family do not eat exactly. So for me, if I get (laughs) if I get four deer, which is it's a hit or miss. I I end up with usually two consistently, three through uh, as a good good year in itself, but. You're no, bragging? I'm just saying. All right, when man. I go to Illinois, that's <laughs> I count on Illinois to fill my freezer. Well, I'll, I'll say it like this: I'm getting to the point in the year
0: for me that it's like uh, rationing at a prison yard for the rest of my family to get the heck out of my freezers and leave all my wild game alone. Because you know, I got I ate to eat all
1: that elk meat that you had. Holy mackerel, dude! I eat. I mean, like. That's
0: a wild game is a staple for me in my diet. I mean, so, that's. I think the hormones are starting to come out of you. So, yeah, that's, no, it's just that's Yeah, his
3: hair's growing. You see?
0: It? Really? <laughs> <You've got answers. laughs> really. I think he's got some nubs coming up, yeah. really. So, so it's
1: a Eddie, button
3: buck now. <laughs>
1: <you, laughs> i pass that face. You would be
2: okay with three bucks and two does in the state of Florida?
5: that be plenty for a person, for a
2: hunter.
3: Well, we're not talking about you hitting them with a the semi. I'm talking yeah. just, you know, out Those hunt don't them. count. Yeah, those don't
5: count. The only problem is when I hit them with a semi, they ain't much less
1: of them. Yeah, I was about to say. They're
5: very tenderized. Yeah, <laughs> Uh
1: gallon Ziploc bag if you're lucky. The only thing that really appreciates <laughs> yeah. that is the Budgers. They don't have to drag and tear it as much. Yeah. Yeah, there ain't no doubt
5: about that. The one I hit Mulberry on Highway 60, uh, yeah. I had to take her in two halves when I dragged
0: her off the uh, highway 60. Nice. That's terrible.
5: Yeah. It, it was 55 miles an hour against the Bobo semi, and it didn't work out good for the
1: deer. Yeah, No. Well, hey, Mr. Eddie, what else, unfortunately, you, what else you got good going on? I mean, you're hunting in Georgia. you got 10 and 2, so you don't even really hunt much in Florida then, do you?
5: No, not really. Um, no, I've been hunting in Florida a long time since I was in I I used to hunt Green Swamp and Ristlone back in the day because I live not too far from there.
1: I think we all cut our teeth in that.
5: Yeah.
1: And then that's whenever you get to Alabama or Georgia and you hunt and you think, oh, my God, this is deer hunter paradise. uh,
5: It's nice to get away. I like to get away and I use it as a vacation, you know. I, I got a little camp out there and we all have campfires and.
3: Eddie's got to be Eddie. has got to be one of these guys that you love to have around because since he drives for a living, you could just like Glenn on Illinois trip with Eddie would be like nothing. He'd be like, I'll drive. <laughs> You know, if
5: you don't
1: sleep, fellas, let's go. <laughs> you see? You see, two <laughs> pots of coffee and yeah. a couple of honey buns. Let's We're go. To, come yeah. on, let's go
3: to Texas. <laughs> well, let's go.
2: Well,
1: uh, Eddie, make sure my coffee's hot, and black, and it stays full.
5: I'm
3: good.
2: Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, well, come this turkey season, you're, if you're close to the swamp over there, you go swing by and visit our turkey camp. Yeah, You'd you got to hunt it.
3: Yeah, you got to hunt with us, man. It's right. Well, right you know there. what? I, I was listening to you uh,
5: talk about that camp earlier. This year with my schedule, I got a split schedule still. So I'm off on Friday or Mondays and uh Saturdays. And it's very hard for me to be able to do any hunting, especially when I take care of a thirty five acre orange grove on the side. Yeah. But uh as soon as I get off this split schedule and able to have two days off in a row, Friday and Saturday, I would love to go out
2: there. Yeah. Well even even just coming by and uh Sitting around in BS and that's that's to me what camp's about and that's that's what we're missing a lot of.
3: Yeah, if you see sirens, don't no come doubt. in though.
2: Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: All right,
3: Eddie, thanks for calling in, my man.
5: Have a good one, Mr. Carlos.
1: All, All right. right buddy. Later. We are Big and Wild Outdoors, catching up on those quick breaks that we have. We are Big and Wild, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Brandon Ford, we'll be right back. And welcome back. Big and wild outdoors, man. I made it back just in time. <laughs> my coffee's great. <laughs> the conversation in yeah, here was even better. Yeah, off the air. Man. I don't know
0: we're, that, we're making frickin', arrangements frickin for... Frickin'
2: Bill. Frickin' Bill. Alligator hunting. He's worried. Oh, it's I don't a, think my car could pull it, off the road. The,
0: Carlos has been friends and hunted with this guy longer than probably any of us in here. And it's amazing to watch these two. I thought him and Braden nipped at each other a lot, but it's so hilarious to see how quick that Spanish temper starts to flare I can, up. I can see well, he's it. Good at, <laughs> he's
3: good at getting people angry. Oh, everybody please. will tell you he's that, harmless. Like,
1: yeah. Why do you think at uh, the FWC meetings they just cringe every time they see his name on the roster? Well, he wears a bulletproof vest when he goes to those
3: meetings yes. now. Watching all that.
1: Well, I did quit hunting with him as much on the Gator because I didn't, you know, all the trouble that he's been creating. <laughs> they're just looking for an opportunity to shut him up. <laughs> got you but, now, man. Yep. He's all ours. He's done. But i uh, got a few minutes before the top of the hour comes up here. And, guys, um, you know where I've always been about trail cams. I've tried them hit and miss. And just to me, they're just more headache than they're worth uh, putting them up and – you know, from the old school, the 110 film in there, I, I bought one way back. And then that's you uh, run to Walgreens to get developed and find out you got two pictures of uh, raccoons. You got yeah. the raccoon family <laughs> and a 20, 20 squirrels. But, uh, you know, and so this year I finally, I said, yeah, I'm going to, dr- I'm going to try them. I'm going to get a, one of these here, uh, cellular device style cameras. <laughs> So much research, so much reading, and so many pros and cons about so many different things. It was just overwhelming to the point where I said, I'm not buying any of them. But I did break down this week and pick this one up. So I know uh, Carlos used to rep for uh, Spy Point. Yep. And you told me I did a good job. So that's reassuring.
3: Absolutely. That's a a good brand, good company, good customer service. I know the owners personally, um, and they put everything into it. They got great staff. And uh, re- just really good people, and they make good products. If you check out um that's an independent panel that, um, you know, tests these cameras every year that come out. And some of the cameras that are on the market, you know, they do a lot of advertising, they spend a lot of dollars to that. The cameras really aren't as good, and sometimes they get bad reviews. And, um, Thank you. Th- they'll actually try to pull them, you know, get, try to pressure them to take it off. And they're like, no, we, we, we report how, the cameras function and Reconyx usually comes in number one but spy point usually comes in number two and number three that's all i can say
1: yeah and they got the you know like you pointed out with Reconyx, that's a really high end uh, i'm not paying that because i've seen jonathan buy some really high-end cameras only to have them stolen so yeah. that's my biggest uh, you know thinking about well that's just an investment that, to that somebody or some
0: sasquatch looking guy walking around out there and moons you
1: but what these have now with GPS on them that kind of helps detour some of that uh, that theft I would think, but uh, nonetheless, I did end up with this here spy point, the lTE uh, link dark i the one prior to that it had some of those mediocre reviews mm-hmm. um, and this one here was kind of like okay we we spy point heard your complaints, heard your concerns, and this is kind of the latest upgraded model to that, so I'm really looking forward to it. And what I liked about it really is that it's simple. You turn it on, turn it off, uh, turn it on, and just set it up real quick, which Jonathan done it for me, so I appreciate the instru- that. The
0: instruction board on that one, I will say, is simple. pretty simple. Yep,
1: good. When I seen the instruction pamphlet come out of the uh, box with it, when I opened it up, I said, great, this thing's got 13 pages. And then, of course, when I started reading, it went from English to French right afterwards. We. Oui. So four pages of oui, oui. English, which is just telling you what not to do, what not to use, uh, what best battery to use, and uh, real simple. So I'm looking forward to trying it out.
3: It's really compact, too, as you, as you can see. It's like half the size of what the other cameras are. And you see those holes in the back? That's for you to get a metal lockbox if you want to protect it from bears or theft.
1: And I might have to invest in one of those. I did also invest it in the external battery, 12-volt battery with the uh, cell uh, with the cell. <laughs> A uh, charger with 10 foot of cord. And I'm thinking, well, the squirrels ought to chew through that 10 foot in no time. So I got to figure out a way to conduit that in to keep it from doing it. But I figured I'm going to send this to Illinois with the guys uh, first the next month. And Wait, a, just, minute. Wait a minute. You're going to send that to Illinois or don't you feel like you're going
0: to be cheating? Well. Oh, that's Braden. That's Braden right there. Good job.
3: Yeah. Well, isn't that cheating? If you put out a camera so you could see what the deer are doing
1: and uh yeah, wait, wait let like me my, spit
3: my chew hold on that's
1: kind of kind of goes hand in hand with a fish finder you know I, i've i've always been c- kind of thinking about well fish finder that's not that's really not fishing you're just going out and if the fish aren't there you move to another spot and then you want to just be catching are, are you gonna are you gonna mention swift mud <laughs> negative, negative. I, I, when it comes huh. to fishing i appreciate uh, some of that water that swift mud has. <laughs> yeah there you go but um uh, you know what it is a different. It, I'm I'm stepping out of my uh, stance that I've always had uh, about you got, using. You got
3: them. that for a good price, though, right?
1: Yes, yeah, so I got it for a good deal. I think, and uh, I'm going to put it out there just to see what may be coming because I kind of got. Uh, we're going up for a week. Torn between whether to sit at one location or yeah. another. Both locations are good, but I just wanted to see but when
0: when I leave what may be
1: passing through. I now. just
0: ordered. Uh, which I've got one at the house. If you want one, I can probably make you a nice deal on a camera stand that's got a pitchfork base to it with the screw-on mount that you can actually set the camera up anywhere you want to. And guess what? When I leave Wednesday to guide hunters in New Mexico, I've got six cameras that are going to be set up in six strategic locations that they're there for a reason. It's, you know, you're you're not going to be able to be everywhere at once, and one, it gives you an opportunity to pattern movements. Two, it gives you an opportunity to inventory what you got, which is exactly what you're doing when you go where you send that to Illinois. And it's, we had a guy this week was talking about it at the shop, and I told so, him. So he, you're not hunting, you're shopping. No. And I, that's kind of what I could say. Shopping. Was, if I'm shop, if you're shopping, you have the opportunity you, to buy.
3: I prefer to say, I, I prefer to the word monitoring.
0: Well, that's, I, I, I
3: like that word better.
2: I enjoy using the camera just to go out there. I feel you can hunt year round, even if you're not harvesting. Exactly, It gives you an opportunity to go out there and say, hey, I think animals are going to use this particular area. Put a camera out and see if you're right or wrong. And I know that's. G five has a whole series of stealth cams out there on their on their sale that's going on starting today. Um, they have everyone there from the the cellular kind that uses both iet and t and Verizon all the way down to a fifty six dollar camera that's on sale.
3: Yeah. But, you well, you know? you have one on your property. Where I have you one live in my backyard just for your wife to see what, what's out well, there. Yeah, you know?
2: and I got that from Jonathan's shop over there at arrowhead Mm -hmm. still got snipers there my my wife was having me constantly go to the backyard to pull the chip and come up there and look to see what was coming into the backyard and that allows her to see the deer when they're there and you're sitting there having dinner and they're like oh the deer are in the backyard
0: and like I, i tell people we've talked about this before using it as a tool to monitor your animals for me with selling analogics at the shop i've got a hog that Less, I'd say probably 30, 45 days prior, had a huge, and I mean, when I say huge hematoma on his shoulder, it's ruptured. And because he's been eating the analogics
1: for 30 days, it's That's probably why
2: Panther tried to get him. Well, it probably was. Probably, but he's healed.
1: <laughs> well, we are big and wild. We got to take top of the hour, hour number three, just around the corner, a few seconds away. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors, Brandon Ford. And we come back, we got Joseph from Texas Game Hunters. He'll be sharing some good stuff with us.